Well, Kurt, we want to welcome Kara to our radio broadcast this morning. Kara is the woman day room staff assistant, and uh, we're excited to have you on our program today. Thank you for having me. Uh, some of our faithful listeners might remember Kara was on our broadcast in June, and you were um, uh talking about some of the programming that you kind of uh, took some initiative and leadership on. But now you're working, uh, you're employed here at Haven of Rest. And so how, how many uh, weeks uh, has it been for you? Um, just over four. Just over four? Okay. Mm-hmm. So uh, tell us a little bit about what you do. It was a long title, Reverend Kaiser mentioned there. <laughs> so, um, but tell us a little bit about what your responsibilities are. Um, As staff assistant, I actually kind of fill in a lot of different gaps in the women's division. Um, I act as a supervisor for people who are on vacation, um, which is overseeing the women and children and making sure they have everything they need, and also being there as a listening ear and an open heart. Also, um, I I will be doing some administrative assisting with Ms. Yvette McMillan. Um, I can also do help with child care. Um, the child care programs, and I will also be teaching some of the classes that we offer the women in the women's division. Well, you know, Kara, we're very excited to have you a part of our our family here. And Kurt, you know, we were talking here just a little bit before the program with Kara. And Kara, you've been here, uh, you came in in April of 2015, I think is what you told me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you came here because a lot of our listeners might not have heard your story. Why don't you share a little bit about how did you come to the Haven, uh, the Harvest Home, on April 1st, 2015, and why did you come? Okay, um, yeah, I came in on April 1st, 2015. Um, I had basically been leading a really good life and, you know, doing the things that I felt were needed and raising my children and everything. Um, my children had kind of reached the age of where they were on their own, and I made some poor decisions. And because of that and trusting the wrong person, I ended up doing three years in prison. Um, I did my time and I made it work for me by taking college and becoming an adult education tutor. Um, When I got out, I was kind of alone, afraid I had lost everything. And a friend who knew that I had rededicated my life to Christ had um, said that you need to stop in the haven. That is where you need to go. And they weren't ever ever more right than that statement because when I came in here I had no confidence um the only thing I had were my family who still knew who I was and knew that you know what had happened was a fluke and it just wasn't meant you know it was reason there was a reason behind it God put me there for a reason I just had to discover what that was and um I made it work for me by counseling other women helping them get education and everything else but when I got here it was like that where I had remade a new life for myself, it was gone again. You know, it was almost like being having to rebuild twice. Mm-hmm. And um, when I got here, I was kind of lost, lonely, afraid. I didn't have my self-confidence was shot. And by coming here, I gained all of that back. I found a strong group of not just Christian mentors, but women that I consider dear friends for life, whether it was through the clients or some of the staff that was here that helped me so much. And um, I can't 
be I can't explain how grateful I am to the Haven for every opportunity that they offered me, um, especially this job. You know that that was really a godsend. It was it was meant to be, and I know that um, this is where I want to be. I want to continue the work. I want to be that person that helps the next woman coming through the door, like the other women have helped me. So that's um, kind of where my story and how I got here. Mm-hmm. You mentioned about rededicating your life uh, to the Lord, which leads me to assume that uh, you uh, became a believer uh, mm-hmm. previous to that in your uh, life. And tell us a little bit about that. I know it involves some uh, vacation Bible school. Yeah, um, I was about eight years old, and a vacation Bible school flyer came in our mailbox. And my family was not Christian. I was not raised Christian. But something about that flyer just said, you know, that's for you. And I don't know if it was because my mom just wanted a break from one of the kids or whatever, but she was like, called it up and said, yeah, come pick up my daughter. And I did uh, the week's vacation Bible school. And at that point, I knew that um, my heart belonged to Jesus. And that's where I wanted to be. So I called the church myself and had arranged for the Sunday school bus to come pick me up. And I attended faithfully all the way through high school from the age of eight and even when in high school when I, I we had moved so that my church the original church I was going to I wasn't able to get to but I asked every friend acquaintances people that I just casually knew do you attend church because I'd really like to attend a service with you and that's how I attended through high school well you know Kira as we talk here a lot's going on in your life uh, Coming into the mission on April 1st of 2015, you went through several of the programs through Harvest Home. Yes. Why don't you talk a little bit about that? Because that all leads up to where the Lord opened up a door for you to actually be employed here on December 13th of 2016. Yeah. Um, I... Joined the garden program. I spent the first two months I was here applying to every job I could find. I was probably putting in 50 to 60 applications for those two months, and nobody wanted to hire me. I got two callbacks. One of them actually told me as soon as I hit the door, even though I never lied about my felony status on my applications, oh, we don't want to talk to you because you're a felon. And that shot me down. I mean, when someone's already low, that's pretty hard to deal with. Mm -hmm. Um, I took confidence, though, in my newfound faith and the women who were mentoring me and Miss Yvette McMillan and Kathleen Turner offered me future story gardening. I happened to have a passion for gardening and it was a perfect fit and that's where my self-confidence and everything started building back up. When I graduated that program, I was like, oh, I need more. So I also took future story sewing. I'm a dual graduate for the future story program. I graduated Lydia's Purse earning a brand new sewing machine. And then I joined the Becoming program, which is becoming the woman that God wants you to be. It entails intense discipleship, um, which I went through two, actually. Usually it's one, but I loved it so much I asked Miss Angela Stewart to you know, do a second one with me. Mm-hmm. And we really got into it, and, and it really helped me explain we did God's will in my life and God's purpose in my life. And I learned so much through that. But it also involved intense hours of volunteerism here at the Haven, getting to know kind of the ins and outs, which definitely has helped me in my position where, you know, where I'm at now. And what were the ins and outs of? Um, the how the day room is run, okay. how Harvest Home is run, what um, volunteers are required to do. Um, actually, I had quite a bit of uh, knowledge on what the supervisor's position was before I ever started um, because I did help out as much as possible. And if they were willing to show me, I was willing to learn. Mm-hmm. 
Well, um, I'm, I'm going to, for some reason, I want to keep going back in your story for a minute. <laughs> so for those of you who want to keep moving forward, I'm sorry, I've got to go back just for a second. If you'd be willing to share, I, I know the story, I have a note here, the story of Joseph okay, from the Bible mm-hmm. is, is significant to you. Would you be willing to share why that, that is? Sure. Um, the, when I got to prison, the very first Sunday, the first thing I said, I, I spent the, my time in jail before I went to prison doing the typical why me? God, why did you do this to me? You know, you kind of go through that motion. But I had already decided I, you know, that was my poor choice, my poor decision. It had nothing to do with God. Um, when I got to prison, the first thing I did was attend a service. And that service was the story of Joseph, um, listening to him and how he was wrongly accused, wrongly um, imprisoned, wrongly, just about everything that could go wrong went wrong. And I, there were so many similarities to my story that I said this couldn't be anything but a message from God himself to tell me that he is still with me, he would never forsake me, and that I did need to rededicate myself and get back on the right track. And that's exactly what I did, and I attended services, was actively involved in some, several of the prison ministries. Um, just it, now that story just resonates every time I hear it, you know, and I'm like, yeah, that's me. I've overcome, though. I really have. Mm-hmm. And here you are, you're employed. Yes. Um, like you're a few weeks, maybe four weeks into the job here. Uh, let's talk a little bit about, I know we talked, touched a little bit about it, but you came into, you're working second shift. Mm-hmm. What happens on second shift? Um, when we first get here, especially in the women's division, um, we uh, get everything together. We put out snacks. We do have afternoon snacks, so we do that. Um, we allow the women to get into their storage units if they need to get some things out or whatever they need to do. Um, we have incentive charts for the women to do chores. They earn points so that they can go in and get some womanly things that you know most mm-hmm. women would like to have. Men don't necessarily need those things, but women <laughs> seem to. And uh, so they can shop once every two weeks in, on those points. So we get all the cleaning supplies and everything else out. We supervise laundry, making sure that everything's happening in a timely manner. Um, we also then prepare them to get their overnight bags ready. Mm-hmm. Then we leave the day room. We go over to the main mission. We have chapel service. We have dinner. Then we take them over to Harvest Home where they sleep for the evening. And we get them showered, prepared for bed. And in the meantime, you always have, you know, somebody needs something, so you're there for that. Sometimes the women just need a listening ear. Something's going on in their life. And sometimes they don't come to you and say that, but you can tell. So you you try to make time for that. Mm -hmm. Um, Sometimes they just want to ask questions, especially since I've been in their shoes and real recently. That gives me kind of an added... I think aspect of compassion because I have been and they know that some of them do so they do have a tendency to come to me and ask you know what did you do when you were in this position Mm -hmm. did you ever feel this way you know and I can give them my story and my testimony in fact several of the women have asked or have sat in a group with me and asked me to tell my story and I'm glad to do that because I want them to see that if you make the decision to allow Jesus and God to work in your life that miraculous changes and overcoming any obstacle is possible. Yeah, I, I like what you said. I was going to ask you about that, and I'm glad you brought that out, Kara, uh, that uh, uh, a lot of it is kind of what, what kind of person do you want to be and, and use the situation that you're in to, to find find Christ, find uh, find his help. Kara, what do you what do you find, uh, what would you say as you're taking this new position uh, for you, what, what are your strengths? 
Um, I, like I just said, I think part of it is the fact that I can relate. Real, it, like like I said recently, I can really relate to their position, some of the things they're going through, um, the fact that I am very compassionate. I do love to listen, and uh, and I don't want to push my advice on anybody. Um, I will listen. I will give observations, and sometimes that's all a woman needs or anyone needs is just a sounding board because then you can hear what you're thinking, and then it helps them figure out their own choices and decisions in the end. And I and I love the fact that I can spread the message of Jesus and, and God through my work here at the Haven, you know, be the helping hands, to be whatever it is that he wants me to be and whichever person's life that walks in, because each person's situation is a different, just a totally different situation. No two people are exactly the same. You never know what situation someone is in, could be in. So you, you just adjust, and, and I'm very good at being flexible and adjusting. <laughs> Well, you know, Kara, Kurt and me, and I know all the staff at the Harvest Home and Women's Day Room, we're always blessed as we see God touch your life and transform uh, people from some of the difficulties to where they're at today. And in saying that, as we wrap things up here, Kurt, uh, Kara, I'd like to ask you a question is how can our listening audience pray for you? Um, just pray for me to, to have strength, to keep on the straight and narrow path, to know what's called for in, in a difficult situation, or to just stay strong and be, like I said, Jesus and God's helping hands here at the Haven with every woman who walks through the door, no matter who they are or what their situation is. Kara, thanks for being here today. Thank Appreciate you. Appreciate it. Thanks for sharing your testimony. Thank you.